0: Hello and welcome to Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. That's me and I am in my kitchen in North Hollywood with my guest today. His name is Brian Thompson and he is currently one of the contestants on the reality show Motor City Masters on True TV which I like to describe as the project runway of car designers and that's a fair description don't you think yes absolutely cuz you stand there like on the on the like chopping block with the drum beats and it's like it feels like one of those shows yes. but what i like about it is it feels really fresh cuz i'm learning things about car design that i never knew and it so it's kind of familiar in its format but i'm loving it because it's Different and you, the cars roll out and it's so exciting and it's it, great.
1: It is. It, it, um, the 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 producers described it as um, Project Runway for cars to me. When right. They first uh, talked about it and um, it's that and it's so much more. Just like you say. I mean, uh, you you. It's a reality show, so every week one of your friends goes home and then you back. Right. It's kind of like being in a platoon. People sort of die every week. You know, right. <laughs> they go away, but. Uh, like some platoon, well, no, like unlike a platoon, there is a potential that they may come back. We'll have to find out. You just
0: never know. You but never see know. what what we're halfway through. Yes, and you are America's sweetheart. <laughs> You're the new Sandra Bullock. <laughs> oh my God, it's true. She is better better features by far i don't think so uh, she can't rock a v-neck tea like you do at all okay my. but one of the things i like about the show is you clearly are not outgunning for everybody you know people on reality shows always say i didn't come here to make friends you kind of did like you kind of it it comes through that you don't really hate anybody and
1: uh no i mean uh you know it's one of those things where um it's it's television and right. it is entertainment and it's in a, in, it is competitive but right. in design uh, and, and I'm talking real professional car design right ninety um, percent of what you do never sees the light of day right so you're used to losing. So, right. and I think that was a bit of a challenge to to get us, the ones of us who have been practicing as car designers, to get, you know, really upset because <laughs> we're so used to losing and we're so used to, when we do lose, we just jump on the team's project as a component of the team, that when <laughs> you're threatened with going home it's, or, you know, told, uh, you know, um, you, you're you going to lose this week or, you know, who do you think should, should yeah. uh, you know, should this person go home? Sometimes it would be like... Well, no, maybe I should go home. You know, they right. don't want that. <laughs> you
0: know? Right? They want you to say they want you to claw it out, and Blow you're like, out. oh, they, they, you know, that fender didn't work. Oh well, like you're right. it's you because you're used to the.
1: You're used to having to jump onto a team, yeah. and sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Most right. times you lose. But um, I will say, um, you know, I, I can't give anything away. Of course, they won't let me spill any beans. But no, um, we don't want the beans uh, spilled. Yeah, but I will say that you know, in the event of a bully, I'll stand up for myself. Right, and that's the only sort of foreshadowing I'll give.
0: Yeah. Have you had any moments so? far Or to come where the stress of the situation and the deadline and the fatigue and all of that stuff got you to behave in a way that surprised you. Like I, I can't believe I snapped at that person. I can't believe I threw that wrench across the room or whatever. Because <laughs> I think you, you like to think, okay, I'm pretty even keel. Right. I can roll with it, and then you know, put you under a lot of pressure and maybe well, you know Differently.
1: First of all, more more than anything. Um, you you are tired yeah, and that is a big component of, of affecting your personality but what i found is that it i found myself creating things that i never would have created in my own life cuz i was just pushed to the limit right time, you know usually you'll have 3 or 4 months to do a project when you have 3 days you just you kind of you pull these things out of nowhere now in terms of stress and anger i mean you know i i really saw it as a game Right, it, did, it was a game, and that I mean, it, it's a game. You're playing a game. Right. Um, the only time I really got, I can remember getting really upset is, it, you know, it's, is in a moment where it just uh, I had to stand up for myself for you know other reasons. And again, I can't get stuff away, but there is moments where I have to stand up for myself. Right. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll be the first to tell you if somebody pushes me around, you know, it doesn't have to be with the design. Yeah. I'll push right back. So you know, that's yeah. the only thing I would say. But the fatigue and the stretch, you know, they they do stress you and stretch you and fatigue you on purpose. And some people would look at that as a negative thing to try to get you to break. I look at it as a I look at it as a thing to like try to get something out of us that they had never seen before. Right. And I love that.
0: Do you think now in your own work, having been under those deadlines, that maybe you will Work faster or think <laughs> well, outside the box—that's such a cliche. But do you know what I mean? You, um, you're like, if I can build a hot wheel in, right. in 12 hours, right. then I should be able to do this thing that a client wants in two weeks. Like, you
1: know, I would like to think that, like, I wanted to go away from the thing. Yeah, you know, I can use the Sparky thing or the or the the shiny thing. I don't. I still don't know what these tools are called. A
0: welder the a <laughs> welder.
1: Yes, that's it. I would think <laughs> the I would Sparky be, thing. Yeah, I, I could never remember what these things were. You know, because we I, we don't use them in design. We really right. don't. And, um, so I would think, you know, maybe I'll go away and I'll, I i do not know, maybe I'll try using it. But the truth of the matter is, is that I just go back to drawing. I mean, drawing right. is what I'm good at and right. I, I can draw anything I can think of. And, and, you know, my career, I, I like doing fantasy, entertainment, design stuff even more than cars. So right. that's where I'll go. Well, I actually built something. Maybe you never know. You never know right. what a set is going to require. Like, right. um, you know, I've been on sets where you, you have to build something. Right. Um, and, and you do, um, it, it it definitely changes the pace at which you work because you realize that sometimes the deliberation is good and sometimes you just need to get an idea out there and just do, do it. it. Just, just do it. Power
0: through it. Yeah. Now okay. you're doodling right now, which I like. Yeah. Have you always been a doodler?
1: Yeah. I um, you know, I, I always sketch. I always drew. I always get would get in trouble um in high school and stuff for drawing while the teacher was talking. But right. Um. I, you know. I. I, I realized as I got older that, you know what, too bad because I'm going to talk because that's how I learn. I learn, you know, I listen and I learn while I'm drawing. It's, it's actually more effective to draw. Uh, I take it in better if I draw than if I take notes. Right. And, um, you know, I think that's important for kids out there that are told, you know, you have to behave this way or sit in a seat and have your hands crossed or take notes. Screw all that. If you learn by drawing, Draw. Do whatever works do whatever for you. Do whatever works for you. Don't, don't, the teacher doesn't know what they're talking about. No, they you've
0: doodled stuff. a car and then you're doing another car on top of it. I'm yeah. happy to provide more supplies. We can get no, no, no,
1: sharpies are my sharpies. glitter
0: out <laughs> oh, yeah. if you want. Yeah, Would well, you have any like pasties? I might. Okay, I bet you do. Now what happens after your doodles? Do they just get thrown away or do you keep them or do you ever look back at them? Do they say anything about where you are at yeah. any given time? And, you know, if it depends on if, um, it depends on, like if it's, if
1: it's like an idea that I want to run with. Like right now, I'm just drawing some you know I don't really know what's going to come out here, but um, if if it's something that I would like to run with, I'll keep it. But I you know I'll, I'll give these to you if you want. I <laughs> you don't want have to it. keep on.
0: I, are you yeah. kidding me? I, I mean, because <laughs> the first challenge on Motor City Masters is usually a drawing challenge. Yes. So you get to see everyone's different sketching style, and your style is so artful and sexy and sleek, and and it has a. A fun a sense of fun to oh, it. It's great. Yeah. I always love seeing the sketches.
1: I do too, actually, because we all you know, we're we're now, you know, as we're doing this um podcast here, we're five episodes in. So we've yeah. now really gotten down to the real talent. I mean right. some nitty gritty, really talented people. And so I love going in there to see what people are going to come up with
0: because right. you know, some of them,
1: frankly, some of them are more
0: talented than me. Right. <laughs> now here's a question you don't yeah. have to answer because you yeah. might not be able to yeah. on Project Runway. They would do a lot of group challenges. Right. And then at a certain point it starts being individuals, but it's yeah. harder to do that when everyone's working on a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not a dress. Right. It's a car that other workmen have to work on in the middle of the night. So it doesn't lend itself as well to that. Thing, right. But as a viewer, you do want to start to see Individual. individuals. Well, and so that is kind of the beauty of
1: the show is that we're Project One where you, you know, everybody separates into their own, you know, manifesto creative world and they come up right. with a thing. On our, you here on Motor City, you have to create something in a team, but you're also like supposedly competing with these people and hoping some of them go home so you get to stay. And right. there's all this kind of crazy, <laughs> twisted, like, you know, it's almost like a very dysfunctional family because right. at the same time... You're kind of falling for these people and
0: becoming their friends. You know what I mean. So it's very crazy. That uh, comes through in the when you're hanging out in the uh, the lounge. The, they call it the lounge. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing is about this show, they don't get you drunk like on other shows, like RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> right. It's like a vodka. We wanted that to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we
1: would we would have killed for a drink at some point. You know, yeah. except for a while. I mean, you know, you're, you're there 15 hours a day. But what I will to answer your question in more depth is that um, as people start to leave. Um, it's, you know, it's, you have less con- contributors. So right. the, so what you contribute is more, uh, visible right. to each individual. And it actually starts to become more like a real project at the beginning. You know, no design card is designed with that many designers involved and every
0: designer says, I get this. Yeah. I'm this doing card. the fender. No, no, no. Yeah. It
1: wouldn't, I mean, it would, it would be, I, I would
0: do the, the dice that yeah, yeah, I'm going to design the, the furry dice that hang off the uh, of rear view. Yes. You would
1: have the,
0: the glitter yeah. dice. But, um, yes, it does get better. I
1: think the cars get better because there's less people. now, I'll say uh, that there's an apex uh, where you have the right amount of bodies to talent, and then there's a, there's a slide where it gets stressful because there's not enough people. yeah,
0: now it's like, wait, bring that person back. <laughs> yeah, Remember that yeah. idiot I hated Well, bring him back.
1: I, I don't yeah.
0: know if we'd ever want any of them back, but then,
1: the uh, but the good one, the good ones start to go, yeah, uh, it really it really does suck. <laughs> So,
0: now, yeah. did they come to you or did you come to them? How did you get on that show? Yeah, I actually, they,
1: um, apparently most of us were approached. I think it's a difficult show to cast because you're looking for people who can car design cars who are not tied to a car company, right? You can't have a show sponsored by General Motors and have, you know, one designer at Honda, one at Nissan, one at the yeah. It just wouldn't work. So, um, there's actually not too many car designers... Like me, who have gone freelance and made a career of it, so I got a call, um, and uh, I was—I had a lot of trepidation about it. Um, you know, you're 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 basically agreeing to hand over your personality and your quote-unquote identity to a series of editors, and, and your image, work, and your image. Now, that's what I first thought, and then I thought, "Oh, get over it, Brian. You're not that important. <laughs> like, right. you know, just just run with it." So then, I and and truth told, I, I went, and I met with them, and I met with them for about a month. Yeah. And um I once they said project runway for cars and I and I really hit it off with the uh, the Story Lab and, and Boone and Murray people, right? I was like, Oh, I'm totally on board. I, I I got the vision. And I was like, Okay, they're not here to make trash TV, the you know right. the, the stuff that we all love to they watch. They do that
0: down the hall at the Kardashians. Well, they do it in the yeah, right <laughs> in the same building. But yeah. yeah, but you
1: know, and I'm I'm guilty. I love that stuff too. I right. just didn't want to be a part of sure. That, you know, why and, would you? Uh, why would you? And um, so it was. I was very relieved. And it is cool to see the episode. There, there's plenty of uh, drama, but it's design focused. Yeah, and because designers are you know we we can be a little flamboyant and arrogant and uh, needy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I mean that's just <laughs> the way we are as as artists. We're artists. Forced to work in a corporate environment, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm I'm glad I did it.
0: Yeah, it's more process driven than like, oh, she's the bitch, he's the asshole, he's yeah. the whatever. You know what I mean? It's more about the stress of what you guys are having to do and 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 the design elements. Yeah,
1: and the personalities. And frankly, um, at first, um, in the talent level is there's a disparity yeah. uh, between the talent level, right? And now it's sort of more even keel. We're all right. pretty talented, so. Yeah, the drama changes. When you have a lot of people that are, frankly, what I saw happening a lot in the early episodes is wonderful people being uh, actually very intimidated because they found themselves not able to compete. And that, that makes people behave strangely. Yeah. Right? And so I, I kind of gave a lot of a benefit of doubt of some of the behavior I saw at first because I was like, well, I, you know, I imagine if I walked into this room and I couldn't do what all these other people could do, I might be filled so out. Although, I will say that the actual working designers... So I found there's two groups. There's the professional designers and student designers. And then there's the builders, which they may or may not be professional builders. And it's very interesting. The builders tended to be very proprietary over their skill set and very defensive of what is a designer, what isn't a designer. And I found that the professional designers uh, were very much more um, focused on, like, Okay, I've never learned this skill, but I'm going to try I don't know how to weld, but right. I'm going to try it. Who cares if I suck right. at it? You know? and so there was, a, it was almost more of an open-mindedness uh, to the professional designers versus the builders. And that's a categorical statement. Not always accurate, but for the most part, it is. It's you something know? you
0: observe. Definitely observed. I've noticed yeah.
1: a lot uh, more, uh, they, they tended to be a lot more defensive.
0: Now, do you have any idea how the show's doing in the ratings? Will there be another season?
1: I sure hope there's another season. I know that every week it goes up significantly. Right. I don't know specific numbers. Um, right. I'm not privy to that stuff. I wish I were. Um, I have heard that it gets
0: better every week, and God, I hope we get another season. Because- I bet they do, because it's a fresh idea. There's so many tired reality things out there, and... I bet now that other designers see what it is they'll want to be on the show and they won't have such a hard time finding people. I
1: think I think that I, I would think that's what happens. I certainly hope so. I know that you know in the little I've heard there's some wonderful ideas for what to do to a se- next season yeah. if it gets and you know every the, the the freshman season's always the hardest because yeah. you're you're working out all the bugs. And right. um so and in a kind of a way, I like that kind of stuff because it also gives you more freedom. <laughs> right. Because they haven't figured it out yet. So, yeah, it was cool.
0: Now, you did a challenge where you guys had to create a Hot Wheel. And yeah. I loved Hot Wheels as a kid. I had the case. Remember the case? Oh, yes. Yeah. That was like a uh-huh. wheel that opened up.
1: The vinyl case with the yeah. blue uh, rectangles in it. It looked like a grocery basket for each one. Is that one? I think
0: I had the one that was like a oh, round wheel. tire. Yeah, the round one. And then it opened yeah, up. Yeah, like yeah, that. I had that one too. And that's then I one. had um, Sizzlers, yeah. which were Hot Wheels with Juice. Yes,
1: that's right. Oh, my
0: God. And you had the Loop De Loop track. Yes. And it's... also, Wheel tracks could be used to hit people your siblings. Hit siblings, or, or perhaps if you were getting punished. It never happened yeah. to me, but I do know of other people that were hit <laughs> with them. Hot... They're weapons. They're sword. totally weapons. But also, Hot Wheels you couldn't play in the dirt with them the way you could with Matchbox because they their tires, get, they were too cool and they would get oh, all fucked up. That's fascinating. Matchbox was more like, it was, my, Matchbox was kind of like, well, bullshit. The, Hot Wheels were badass.
1: Interesting. Because the, 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 there's, there's actually quite a big difference between Matchbox and Hot Wheels. And what it is, is that Matchbox tend to stay true to the proportions of the car. Meaning they literally scale down the car to a small toy. Whereas Hot Wheel doesn't leave anything alone. They, they exaggerate, they right. make it into this sort of very badass car. So um, I, I I gravitated to both for different reasons. I liked the Matchbox because they looked true. They looked real. Right, that's Whereas the Hot Wheels were, like, fancy. And I right. liked that, too. So they're very different. But, yeah, it's funny, though. Most people don't know that.
0: And you guys won the challenge. So a, a Hot Wheel that you designed is going to be manufactured. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. That's the coolest thing ever, I, right? It,
1: when you talk about it, I, I still get chills. I, what, for me, okay, so, okay, I'm an old car guy I've been designing cars forever and I have never in my career had a Hot Wheels made of any of the things I've worked on. And so when they told us about this challenge, I part of me was like Did you come in your pants? Is that what happened? A little bit, but I also was like this is <laughs> this is the prize. This is the bigger than the prize at the end because I've always wanted that. And so when we won, I mean, I literally, I think I actually started to cry. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't put it in there, but I was like, I've always wanted this. And I, and we get it. So, yes, I don't know when it shows up, but I know that we are going to have this crazy <laughs> pink and purple Malibu amazing uh, crazy thing. Or was it a Impala? I can't remember. Anyway, it was pretty cool, whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, it was cool.
0: Now... You know you're on TV, you want to look cute, you want to wear something, but I bet that goes out the window after the first, like, few days, where oh. you're like, I'm so fucking tired. Oh my god. If like, I can show up <laughs> and maybe run a comb through my hair or whatever, I don't even care anymore.
1: It's, it's like that um, it, times ten, because what happens is you first, you know, yes, anytime, I know you've been in media, anytime you've gone on TV, try to look your best. There's maybe Right. A makeup artist this shirt or fits
0: me good, whatever, something. it's a good color. Right.
1: Yes. Okay, so here's what happens. You go on this show, you get to sleep maybe three hours a night. You've done this for a month. And then they're like, today we're shooting promos. <laughs> right. And, and they do these close-ups of you. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's horrendous. Um, you definitely check your ego at the door and say, well, that's what I'm going to look like. You know, because there's... Yeah. And, and I lost 20 pounds on the show and it was oh, not no. on purpose. I did not want to. It's funny, I'm, I'm, I, I, I've seen the way I look in the... It's like Survivor. It's like Survivor What's the biggest loser, really. Yeah. And uh, I probably was the biggest loser because I lost the most. And... Um, but you they, just for too busy to eat? You or you're just you're, yeah, your yeah.
0: adrenaline's pumping so much?
1: All of it. You're dirty. Uh, you're breathing in terrible chemicals. Um, you are too busy to eat. They actually cater food. And you can okay. have anything you want. Right. Uh, but you just don't have time to eat it. That's the catch. Wow. So uh, yeah, I'd order lunch. Or, you know, lunch would come. Yeah. And then I would see it sitting there. And sitting there, and sitting there, and I would see it, and I would just, sometimes i just run and just grab a handful of, like, beans, just to eat something, and then run back out. But uh, it, was, uh, it, was, uh, it was almost like a diet program. <laughs> was it fun? Yes.
0: Were you like, man, this is hard, but boys is fun?
1: I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Um, I absolutely loved my experience on the show. Um, I can't tell you how it ends, of course not, but right. I, um, it was more fun than I even thought it could be, because, and, and part of it is because I did see it as a game. And yeah. I know, you know, a lot of times they would, you know, you know they have a, there's a, there's a story department and they come by and they ask you questions and stuff. And one of the questions they love to ask you is, you could go home tonight. What do you feel about that? And I, and I, I always noticed a lot of people were terrified of that question. And I always thought, well, if I go home and I'm going to have great sex for the first time in like a month. So right. it's not the end of the world. I, 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 was never really terrified about going home. I just wanted to play more. Right. You know? And that's what it felt like as a game. So. Did you learn
0: stuff about yourself yeah, I that learned. you wouldn't have known if you hadn't done that show? That's a great question. I, um,
1: yeah, I learned that, um, I don't like being dirty, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I kind of already knew that. Oh, uh, you know what? I learned that I can actually do this stuff. Okay. I learned that. can use that the sparkly thing? I can use the sparkly thing. I right. learned that I can actually do it, you know, right. and, and, and it's like, it's holy crap, I can actually weld. And so it's kind of cool to get tested now because I've never had an interest and any anyway, of I don't even know. You no, know, those are like the man tools, right? I don't know what right. to do. So to figure out, hey, I can actually do this and weld a car together was pretty cool. Um, I also learned, um, I did learn a lot about, um, you know, I'm a pretty easygoing, happy-go-lucky guy. And um, there are, you know, when, you, but I've learned that when I get pushed, I will stand up for myself. That's you know? a
0: good thing to learn. It is. it's a hard thing to learn sometimes. It okay. is a hard
1: thing to learn. And um, if you have somebody kind of pushing you around, it doesn't matter how, um, how you feel about the design. You almost just have to say... This has to stop. Yeah. And you can handle it well. So, yeah, I was I learned a lot about that. Yeah. Did you cry? Uh, I may or may not have cried at a moment when uh, somebody was going to go home that I didn't want to go home.
0: Oh, <laughs> wow. Whether or not that makes the final cut, I, I don't know. Right. Now, you mentioned something about a scholarship... Situation.
1: Yes, Tell me true. about that. Yes. Um, so I'm, you know, of course, I'm a gay man, and um, I feel very fortunate. I've <clears throat> been successful in car design. Uh, but I have had my share, fair share of adversity getting there. Um, and I decided that um, this was actually the reason I finally decided to do the show, is that if I was going to compete, I was going to compete for a scholarship for gay and lesbian s- uh, students who are interested in car design. There's never been anything like that. Uh, there's scholarships for everything you can imagine except for that. And I thought, why not? Uh, if I win, it's my money. I can do it what I want. Right. So that's what I'm competing for. Um, uh, if I, if I do win, uh, I'll take, uh, a fairly significant chunk of that money and create a scholarship. And then, um, part of my life will become about maintaining that scholarship. That's amazing. It, it It's something I've wanted to do before the show. It's something I've always wanted to do. Um, why not here? Right. You know, there's some visibility with it. Why not use it for that? And, um. Yeah, it's basically like this. Uh, I want that kid who's out there, who's being told that there's something wrong with him, but he's talented, I want him to know that everybody saying that is wrong and he's right. Okay. And that's what this is for. You know, so that's what I'm
0: doing it for. Did being gay ever come up on the show? Was it ever an issue? Did anyone, was it something positive or something people made jokes of? Or was it comment? Was it, was, was it a non-issue? It was a non-issue. We, yeah. um,
1: you know, you're talking about a very liberal group of
0: people yeah. who are artists. and stuff. I, If it
1: was, I didn't know about it. Um, right. We, you know, it's it, there was no coming out moment right. on the show that, that I'm aware right. of. Right. You know, I don't get to see the final edit. So right. maybe, I, I they have not mentioned it so far. No. That seems like something so. they
0: would have done 10 years ago. It kind of feels, feels old feels cool. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as those shows have gone, we've moved past it. Yeah. But it's also an area, it's not Project Runway, where right. everybody is, you know? Exactly. When it's, you first started getting into the design world, was it, was it... It's, Super, super straight? Um, you know, I think it's a... I think that
1: um, traditionally car design is a good old boys club. Right. You can call that. It's gasoline and testosterone. But then it's also this fascinating mix of fashion and and, uh, and graphics and, and, and all of these industries that typically do have more gay men in it. And I was very aware of men who were gay that were not out. Um, you know, I I have been... I mean, I have been gay my entire life. I put up a poster of Eric Estrada on my bedroom when I was five years old, and my mom didn't make me take it down. So I was very comfortable. That's awesome. What yeah. did she say? Uh, she walked into the room, and she said, uh, she saw it there by my bed, and I, if, if you remember Ponch and Chips. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a little older than he, you, but His should,
0: outfit but, was really tight. He yeah. Was hot. I was, I was hot. more a Punch guy than a John guy. I was a Punch. guy. I like guys with the, that strut around that have bravado. Yes. Especially I, if they're dark. All of it. The dark yes. hair. Hello. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. um,
1: uh, I put that poster on the wall. It was up there. My mom walked in, did a double check, probably had like a martini in her hand. I don't know, but she just kind of looked and she was like, well, um, you know, you can have this, but normally little boys don't have a picture of a happy-looking yeah. They'll tell me why you want it. And I said, well, it makes me feel good inside. And, um, that <laughs> set everything up where she let me keep that up there. And I, have been very comfortable in myself ever since then. And, um, I'm very grateful that she handled it that way. You know, that's pretty pretty cool.
0: Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Eric Estrada. <laughs> Have you ever met Eric Estrada? So I did meet Eric Estrada. <gasps> what happened? I went to he a party. He was part- kind of not that nice, but oh, maybe he, he, was he was really... Very, he
1: was very sweet. Okay, um, good. I went to a party for... What was the show that he was on? Celebrity... Uh, it was a reality show that he was on. Um... Like get me out of here! I'm a celebrity kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. One of those. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, I, I don't know why the context was that I was at this party, but I was at this party, and so I see Eric, and you know he's still paunch in my yeah. mind. So I was like, "Well, what do I talk to Eric Estrada about?" I'll tell him this story, and I told him this story, and he kissed me on the forehead in
0: front of all his friends. That's amazing. <laughs> so I finally got
1: the Eric Estrada kiss yeah. that you
0: wanted. That's amazing. I know, it was a dream. Was when coming. did that happen? Um, that had
1: to be, oh, several years ago. So this is before your mother passed away? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you get to tell oh, her? Oh, of course she died. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. It's a terrible thing to say about my dead mother. I'm so sorry, Mom. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, not when,
0: that's not when she, she loved She loved hearing she loved, the story. She loved the story. That's amazing. <laughs> um, um, so you met Eric. That's awesome. Yeah. When did you first
1: know you liked cars? Oh, uh, there was never a not knowing. I know, I think um, our and our neighbors had a Datsun B two hundred and ten Honeybee, uh, right. With a little bee graphic on the side, and right. It was This cute little bee, and um, something about that car was so cute and so happy that I thought it was alive. I thought it was a creature. Crack. I didn't. I didn't get that it was a machine. I thought it was a
0: creature. It had a personality. It
1: had a personality, but it was alive. I mean, it was it had a sentience to it. It knew me, and I knew it. It was my friend. It was my, probably my first friend. And so I wanted to make more friends. <laughs> and how old were you? I had, well, then, that would be 1976, and I was um, you know I was born in 74, so I would have been two. Wow. And I, I distinctly remember it. I mean, and I've seen photos of it, so I know we re- they really had it. But I distinctly remember walking up to it, and of course the wheels were taller than me at that time, right? This big, giant car, which is actually very small. Uh, yeah, but it had a big impact on me, and um, I don't know, I... I loved cars ever since. I drew them as much
0: as I could. I I just I always knew I was going to draw cars or design them. What's interesting to me about you and loving cars, L.A. is such a car culture town. But when I talk to you about your favorites, they're always sort of not the fanciest, not the fastest, not the biggest, not the most expensive. No, I... You like uh, sort of utilitarian, mm -hmm. populist... That's a great word. Cars. Um, yeah,
1: I like the cars that are, you know, I like to say the fabric of everyday lives that, is, that are gone now. Right. Um, meaning the Datsuns and the Toyota, the Corollas and the B210s and the, even the early Mazdas. They, were, um, they had a very benign, happy aesthetic, which is gone now. And
0: What's um, the happiest car on the road right now? Probably the Fiat 500. Okay. It's a happy car. It's okay. miles as you go by. If you okay. ever notice,
1: people drive Fiats, they kind of wave at each other. And I really right. like that. I like things that are happy. And it's right. just really that simple. It's like there's enough angry stuff in the world. I, <laughs> look, at. I put it this way. There are enough people causing enough hurt and anger in the world. If, I, if I'm if i going to do anything in this world, it's going to make happy stuff. Yeah. This, that's, that's what I'm here for is to make happy stuff. And so I like happy cars. And those those early cars weren't trying so hard to sort of, you know... Outgun the other mom in the very aggressive-looking minivan to get her groceries first. It was just kind of this cool, happy thing, and
0: it's we're all in this together. It, well,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was that kumbaya in the in the period, but the cars yeah. themselves—they uh, looked happy. They weren't aggressive. They weren't as mean-looking. Yeah. yeah, and I so I like I like that. I don't think that we should go back to '70s cars by any stretch of the imagination. But what I like is the ethos
0: of that happiness. Yeah, and to do it in a modern way. What I like about you think really deeply about these things you don't just think about all oh, that the curve of that looks sexy it's like this represents this this makes me feel this there's an emotional component to the way you see cars and the way you design them well cars are you know cars are these little um they're a part of us
1: they they're they're this little witness to they're this sort of private witness and confidant right we sit in them yeah we sing to them we talk to them we bang out our anger on the steering wheel yeah um and so they're they're sort of these little social spaces that we live in i, I mean case in point um you know, a bench seat, uh, is like, uh, I, I sometimes feel like a bench seat could save a lot of marriages because here's why, like if you're in a bucket seat and your partner's in a bucket seat and you say you've had an argument, um, sometimes it's very hard for people to say, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just hard to say that, but in a bench seat, you can put your arm around your partner and then everything's okay again
0: it reminds me of like the 50s or being at a drive-in or something like that it's that thing or scoot over you know yes and are there any bench seats now in in cars that are being made just trucks
1: yeah i think the i think the last bench seat was in a big buick um, yeah or maybe the crown victoria ford's police car but um you know i i have this fantasy car that i've always wanted to design and it's a little three box you know sedan and it has two bench seats it's just this tiny little car with bench seats I've never, I've drawn it a billion times in my career. No one's ever wanted to make it. But if I ever become rich enough to make my own car, that's right. the car I'm going to make. What's um, it called? It doesn't have a name. It's yeah. just, you know, it's, I don't know, we'll call it the BT Express.
0: <laughs> I like that. What do you drive, if I may ask? I drive, um,
1: well, I drive a Fiat 500 a Bart that I um, uh, totally disassembled and re-changed the color palette. So it, where it was it started as a black car. The black interior, way too mean and aggressive for that happy car. Um, I had it all painted baby blue, and it has uh, ivory and plaid seats, so it looks a little love
0: boat. But it's very, um, it definitely. There's like, nothing wrong with looking a little love boat. I no, wish everything looked a little love boat. I I wish when I had we it. finish this, can I walk out and look at it? Yeah. Is it out there? Yeah, it's maybe another. we'll do we'll do a picture for the podcast in front. Okay, is that cool? I'd be honored. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, of course, we don't want any of your fans to know, okay. and you know, have you had? What has been the fan reaction? Have you gotten surprising um, uh offers and things
1: i don't I don't think that the show is big enough to have anything considered fans. I do think there are viewers uh right. who are interested in the show maybe you know i'm not i'm not i don't have that much of an ego uh, but i do I, I it's been really cool um so far uh everything's been very positive i've been receiving a lot of really cool Uh, emails from kids who want to be car designers and they're asking me how you did it. I've had some emails from gay kids. And so it's like, Oh my God, this is working. It's actually happening. You know that? So that makes me happy. Um, you know, and then of course you get the occasional, like a random butthole picture on Facebook from somebody. And I'm like, is that an invitation or an insult? I can't really
0: tell. (laughs) Maybe he's like, maybe you can use this as an inspiration. (laughs) For well, I don't know, like an exhaust pipe, something I, you could do there. I'm just trying to help you. Right,
1: just trying to work. I, mean, I told you the yeah. Titan story? Did the I the what story? The shifter story? Have no. Ever... Oh, so um, okay. So when, when my very first project, I was hired right out of school at Nissan. I was thrown into the studio to work on the Titan truck interior. Right. And I was. I mean, I literally was thrown to the wolves. You figure this out and do it. Where did you go to school? Uh, I went to College for Creative Studies in Detroit. Okay. And I uh, hired... Motor City. Motor City. Yeah,
0: four years there. And uh, I love how on um, Motor City, Massey, so they always cut to Detroit, but you guys are really in like Southern California the whole time. Well, but they cut to Detroit, and there's all those beautiful shots.
1: Yes. I, I, there's going to be some more Detroit as the show goes on. Okay, um, good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for anybody watching this yeah, why do they do that? For a car designer, the reason is... I mean it makes sense to me it doesn't it's not a conflict because most car studio the, the some of the most advanced studios are here in california right for them so it makes sense there's always a relationship they sort of people. go together they do but um <laughs> But um, anyway, designing this car uh, in the interior, uh, first project out of school. A studio, I had to get some context. The studio I worked in was pretty wild. I mean, we had a lot of fun. I mean, it wasn't unusual for maybe there to be some nudity in the studio. Sure. Um, and just, you were what? In your 20s? I was 25. Okay. And um, at the time, I was dating this very um, ridiculously endowed French man. Right. And um, <laughs> and so I am getting down to the wire, and I have to design this car. I have everything but a shifter. I don't have a shifter designed. And so I was like, well... I have this idea. And I go very timidly to my Cuban, crazy, wonderful boss, mentor. And I say I have this idea for a shifter. Um, And you probably can tell where this is going. And I said... And I'm thrilled about it. Yeah. And so I say, what if we took a mold uh, from my partner? (laughs) And so... And I thought... And then I waited, thinking, okay, this is probably... I'm going to get fired. And he looks at me and he he starts laughing. He says, I love it. And so we did. And that is the shifter in the Nissan Titan, um, is uh, my ex but good friend uh a
0: significant
1: appendage <laughs> is the shifter in the titan but truck. what does it look like
0: it, <laughs> it doesn't have like a hair it's a head and <laughs> like, <laughs> like
1: no what is it it's the cross section <laughs> if you have to get specific no it's the cross section we took a mold and we used that to form the shape and what i will tell you is that when, we, when we focus group that car um you know there's a truck you know a truck for tough guys Every man that sat in the interior and evaluated said the same thing. They said, I love the shifter. It just fits so naturally in my hand. It feels like it belongs there. And, like, we uh, it just, you know, we were in the background, like, giggling. But, yeah, so there you go.
0: So, wait. If I'm going to (laughs) Google, I want a picture of it. It's going to be to Google the Titan. Yeah. Titan whatever. Shifter. Yeah, yeah. Titan what? Nissan Titan. I will find When did you, I felt like. While it was new and designed and people were buying it, you couldn't tell that story, right? When did you feel like no, you could I tell that story? Told, I always told that story. It was never like a duck I, mean, I don't any. know. I mean, it
1: was, it was what happened.
0: It's the truth. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> it's fictional. <laughs> That's thinking outside the box. Yeah. Did you yeah. tell that story on the show yet? No. I did,
1: actually. I did tell that show, story on the show, and they um, they aired it in a deleted scene.
0: Oh, okay. So it hasn't aired. Because I haven't seen that story. I'll send it. It's so fine. It's I've, yeah. I, I mean, I was, you heard the story. I heard it. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. How did your partner feel about it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he, he was equal honored. Part. He
1: was equal parts embarrassed and honored. I actually got him one and sent it to him. Well, you know, I mean, we're, it's just, we broke up years ago. Yeah. We're friends. And uh, I sent him one. So he has his very own (laughs) immortalized. What color are they?
0: Different Uh, colours?
1: Well they're all the colours of the interior, which we grey you know, which is every char which is black, grey, and beige. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible. uh, Yeah. Well the design is How did
0: you take the mold?
1: No, with a, with a plaster. You know, at like his a, at your house? Yeah, we did do it in private. I w- right. wasn't that liberal. <laughs> right. But once we had it, we could then uh, make them, you know, you make a mold out of anything. And then you can, you then fine tune it and adjust it for, to have a, a staff that goes in it and all those other things. And then it goes on to production and then there it goes down the assembly line. So there's...
0: Thousands of them out there.
1: Probably, I wonder. You know, Titan's been in production now since 2003, so they're still making them. But, well, and I have this theory that they thats why it's still in production because right. it's just so popular. <laughs> yeah,
0: they get enough of it. They can't they get it. They've, enough. Never, they've never changed the interior, though. No,
1: um, but it's um, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, so
0: there you go. Wow. Why yeah. are why are certain colors popular for cars, but not other co- colors? Mm-hmm. Or it seems like we get sort of stuck in a. Mm-hmm. What we're used to, and you know, when there's never a plaid car,
1: <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, there will be. I think what happens is it's about commitment, and uh, it's about um, uh, the car, the sort of the geography for buying a car is so different now than it right. was in the 70s and 80s when you know you'd, you'd look at the freeway uh, in the 70s, it looked like Skittles, right? It was just yeah. oranges and yellows and blues and things, and now it's like you know, a lot of uh, their leases are so popular now, a lot of times you you just want to buy something i sorry, you don't buy it at all you just have it as a transient thing right um and then resale value is so important now i know people are so much more focused on that it seems than they used to be and so um it's kind of like you've had this culture of people buying cars so that they can resell them at a higher value and have you know and have it appeal to a bigger market so you have be people buying cars they don't really love, they don't really hate, but and it gets, they're playing it safe. Playing it safe. Yeah. Um, now, what's going to happen in the future, I think, or as we get, you know, as, as personalization becomes more and more predominant in the market, well, all that goes out the window. Because if you can, let's say you can print a pe- texture on a car or it's a wrap or it's a, you know, it's a vinyl graphic that doesn't really make you uh, restricted or constrained by that choice, then you can try that, have that for a week and it goes away. So... I hope and I think as technology progresses and we get more, um, we get access to, access to more uh, uh, processes that um, we'll see a lot more variety in the colors and patterns. And like you say, a plaid car, why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, okay, I think there, there's probably a little bit of a psychology behind that, that a pair of plaid shoes on your feet is different than a plaid bubble that's yeah. around Aesthetically,
0: you. it may just be like,
1: it's too much. It's a it, lot. Yeah. But... Um, if you wanted to have that plaid bubble for an afternoon. Yeah. Right. What if, what about, you know, at some point we will have, you
0: know, intelligent material surfaces that can change. Right. Texture and pattern. Like I, like this thing on the back of my computer, my yeah. jealous skin. Yeah. Like right now it's oh, like the, awesome. um, preview logo that comes up before movies, but I peel it off and change it to something else and it's and whatever it's I'm in the mood for. Whatever and it's easy. In the mood for, and
1: it's easy. Yeah. And so imagine if you take that a step further where there was no peeling where the car's skin itself was. Yeah. Uh, visually changing, like a squid wow. or an octopus. Wow. The, we'll, we will get there. That wow. will happen. Um, yeah, and so that when that happens, it's sort of, you know, I mean, what you really will see is a lot of advertisements first. Right. But then, you know, yeah, you have a turquoise car today, it's pink tomorrow, it's plaid next week. It, it, I've worked on a lot of concept cars where we do that kind of stuff, and that means that that will eventually be here. It just takes time.
0: Now, are you more focused on the interior of the car or the exterior of the car or does a designer need to know both or does it all go together or is somebody like he's the king of the inside or whatever?
1: (laughs) Yes to all of it. Um, I, it's a choice. Um, some guys, uh, focus on exterior and can't be bothered. And some guys, you know, think that the exterior is, is boring and they like the the mood of an interior. The truth of the matter is, is that the car design is both. Um, exterior is about stance and proportion and, and frankly, sex and, and, and beauty and the interior is more like a mood and it's a social space and you're creating um, an atmosphere. Well, the way I look at it is why, you know, as a creative person, why wouldn't you do both? Right. So I purposely in my career um, always jumped from one to the other. And I worked on interiors and then exteriors back and forth. Also because I knew I'd eventually be freelance. I just always knew I was an entrepreneur at heart and that I would need those skills so that right. I could survive. And so um,
0: I, I like doing both. Not everybody does. So you prefer working freelance as opposed to being at some big company? Oh, absolutely. I, I when we first left that company, was it like a t- big leap of faith? It's like driving on a diving board. Yeah. Um, a really, really high diving
1: board with a little tiny pool. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I, knew, I, w- I always knew I'd be a freelancer, but I knew I had to establish myself in a corporate environment to have the credibility of having done this. Right.
0: I worked for so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so.
1: It's important. It's frankly, it's just, it is. Yeah. Uh, it opens doors um and and also it's the experience you need you really need to be in a studio to understand that you know you need to know understand, you need to learn that you know the uh, changing a surface two millimeters makes it look either flaccid or muscular i mean it really the, the the nuances in surface adjustments are so tiny and you need to you need to learn that stuff from the masters and people that you work for so i did that but um but i but once i you know i did that for 10 years and um you know, I got to the point where I was like, well, I, I, I don't know that I want to sketch another Ultima. Right. <laughs> you know, not that I ever designed an Altima, but I mean, I just as a car in point, I, I, I don't take any credit for Ultima putting it out there. But I, you know, I did sketch many of them. And I just didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to have more variety. Yeah. Um, I, um, so I... I left, and um, I've, I've never looked back. In fact, the, the closest I've ever come to looking back is Motor City, because I am back doing cars on this wonderful, crazy TV show. Yeah. But uh, most of what I do now is is uh, entertainment and um, uh, you know production design. You designed
0: a throne for Katy Perry. <laughs> I I,
1: just, I um I, I worked for an incredibly talented designer, uh, Terry Whitaker. Uh, she's a production designer. Does a lot of Katy Perry videos. Right. And um, I was part of her team. Uh, that did the throne and the, that story... For the roar
0: video, For the right? roar video,
1: yeah. The roar video, it's, it's, it's like this. Um, we were on set. Uh, we had a design. Uh, it was not the right design. It did not make uh, anyone feel like roaring. No. Uh, you would have to have the right throne to feel like roaring. Of course. And, um, I it, cannot
0: ro- roar on this throne. I cannot, I cannot. roar.
1: Right. And and um, I don't mind her. I yeah. wouldn't want to have roared if, if I didn't like it I wouldn't have roared either. And no. so um, on the spot we uh, we redesigned it. And um, you yeah. know, and it's it's pretty So pretty you're pretty. there with tools like Yeah, there maybe. was like a it was like a boot camp for Motor City because I yeah. literally had to, you know, run around, I don't know, like, you know, uh, Katie and the entire you know you know in television there's a lot of people behind the scenes. Very wonderful unsung heroes standing there and they're waiting. Right. And we're running around going like, I don't know how what should we make it better? Uh, how about uh, birds of paradise? You know, we need those. Right. Get some birds. And so um, that's what we did. We designed that thing on the fly, and um, then, you know, it was the right throne, and roaring ensued. <laughs> Love it.
0: Good yeah. for you. And she seemed cool. She was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't cool.
1: know that Kay would actually remember me, but right. she was there, and I did talk to her, and the best thing uh, I thought about Kay um, in person is that she sings. Yeah. And I think that was so cool. You mean on
0: her video said she's actually Sing. making sound.
1: She's actually making sound. Yeah. And in between takes, she's just singing, and she just... She just seems like one of those people. I mean, yeah. how, why would she not love what she does? She has an amazing career. But she seems very genuinely yeah. happy to be there. Not like some diva.
0: Yeah, Britney barely sings on, her, in on the her studio. Oh, is that she true? Just, no, she just, seems like, she just <laughs> seems like she's not interested in singing. Um, you've also done some Airstream stuff. Yes. Um, I love Airstreams. Do you? Oh, yes, they're sexy and fun. Thank you. I, I love them too.
1: Um, I do a lot of their interior works. Um, nice. I um yeah. You know, I, uh, years ago I wrote a letter to the president of Airstream saying I wanted to do a project with him. Uh, and that letter sat unanswered for three years until <laughs> so the new president came on board and he found this dusty letter in his drawer and called me and said, you know, are you still interested? Well, cause I got a project for you. And
0: I was like, hell yeah. That is and such so, a lesson in like patience. <laughs> no means not now. Sometimes yeah. and sometimes, but, but yeah. Yeah. The, the, or no response, right? Because yeah. I just thought, well, I guess they're not interested. Oh, well.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, ever since he said, ever since I got that call, I've been doing a project for them, and, and um, I, I love it. I mean, the, it, the thing about Airstream is um, it's one of the last, like, soulful, iconic American brands that we have that still makes their product
0: the way they always have. Well, that's when I. If you, when you say an airstream trailer, we get an image in our head of something, and we don't want it to be too much different than that image. Right. I don't want them to be modernized. I want them to echo that image I have in my head. Yeah, that's, that's, what's a, that's special.
1: Aluminum baked potatoes going down the road. That's what it is. With maybe the two taillights are lopsided because two guys put yeah. it on by their hands, right? But that's right. That's, the that's charm.
0: what you want. That's you don't the want them to. Yeah, You don't want the new Coke version of Airstream trailer. But, well, and
1: it's an interesting dilemma, because you know, I've been working for them for a long time, is they, 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 that's, a, that's a brand asset, and it's yeah. also a hindrance. Because if you think about it, Airstream was founded as a very advanced company. They used the latest and greatest materials, which at the time was aluminum. Right. So if you take the ethos of the company, it's actually to be very advanced and forward-thinking. But because they have not altered their look in so long and because people of,
0: love that look
1: they love the look we think of them as a retro company so the question i always hear is oh do they still make those because the new ones look like the old ones
0: right so look most that of, we want them to you
1: want them to so most of what i uh do for them is their interiors because there's a lot more freedom to do very much right stuff. you could
0: you could as long as it looks kind of like an airstream mm-hmm. you could walk in and it can be the nicest suite in vegas whatever exactly and yeah.
1: um but you know they're uh do you have,
0: would you want one for yourself?
1: Um, when I have a place, yeah. Uh, you know, I lived in one. Um, yeah. uh, a, a little tiny trailer in um, my studio. My, my my trailer was my bedroom in my studio. So I have had that experience before. I love. So it was having...
0: literally indoors.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a... you
0: would walk into your place, mm-hmm. and there would be a trailer, and it was like your studio.
1: Yeah, and my my studio was an indoor campground. So um, <sighs> I had a lawn and lawn furniture, and then my bedroom was the trailer. <laughs> and then I had a
0: loft where people would guess. This is so much
1: easier to describe with a photograph. you kind of like, I, it doesn't seem... Real. I
0: get it, but if yeah. I... If you... If- you bring home a date they walk in those clothes come off the second they see what it's all is going on it was very popular yes were you in there was a camping extravaganza was it in LA or somewhere uh, no, else no I wish I, li- I lived
1: in San Diego yeah. uh, I wish I lived in LA at the time yeah. um, it would have mattered more but um because it's
0: in LA right, right exactly. no, I everything love, here matters more I,
1: I love San um, Diego but no LA is where you have to be but um, anyway, um, yes, that was an amazing experience. I'll, I'll send you a photo. A
0: that sounds so cool. Now you mentioned the exterior of cars being about sex. Oh uh, yes, and uh, and uh, what do you think in terms of dating? Mm-hmm. Like when you found out what kind of a car a guy drove, did it matter or his feeling? Did it ever affect? your taste in men, mm. what, or if somebody was super into cars, status? That's a great question, because I have always dated guys who don't give a rat's ass about cars. Right.
1: Which is strange, and I have never thought about that until just in this moment. Why? I think probably because I'm so into cars that if the guy I was dating was into cars, I don't think we'd ever talk about anything else, and that'd get really it boring. It would be too much. It'd be too much, yeah. Like, I don't know that I could ever really date a designer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like... I like guys that tend to be a little more cerebral and, you know, writers are the best, I always think. But um, anyway, so um, the, um, yeah, uh, but it is interesting what attracts people to a car. And people, you know, I always think that people, even people that say they don't care about cars, they really do. I mean, they really, at some point you make a decision about what car to buy. And something about that car spoke to you. Right. And that's what we do as a designer is our job is to elicit desire, right uh for the car because you know if you really think about it cars are a terrible investment I mean, they always go down in value you know, yes. unless it's like some rare you know cobra or something that's you know a million becomes a million dollar car but for the most part they're pretty bad investment so you your job is nothing to do with mathematics or engineering or any of that stuff i don't even understand i'm terrible with numbers our real job is to draw something that makes you feel something makes you feel desire i want that Mm-hmm. Not, I need that. I and also,
0: that. how it reflects on you. Yes. Because I had a forerunner, at least a forerunner from like 99 to 2004. Yeah. And I kind of felt like a badass, like yeah, yeah, a yeah, man. Yeah. I remember like making out with somebody in yeah. the back of it and just, fe- and I also felt big and yeah. strong. And then I, after that, I got I a Prius it. because I felt like I could see. I wanted to be part of the future, okay. and I could also. I, I got tired of the consumptionness yeah. of it, and I could see. I need. I could. I felt like the economy was changing, and I needed to be more sensible. And, Interesting. But like I remember, so you felt like you did the right thing by buying a Prius. I did, but okay. I there's a part of me but that kind of misses that badass. Yeah, get rid of that Prius and go back to the badass.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> well, yes, because oh my gosh. Okay, first of all, you should buy the car you love, not the car because it's because you're you know you're doing the right thing. But at I, that
0: time, it felt cool and new and fresh. It did. Like I did. nobody had had one. I was one of the first people to have one, and yes, I remember getting in it and. And people saying, is it on? Yeah, it's on. You know, like, oh, yeah. so it, it didn't, it wasn't a square safe choice at the time, at the time but time it was, but on. it felt sensible okay. and it felt like I had an eye on the future. Yeah. Which like, I liked feeling. You like, well, and that's why people buy those cars. Right? Yeah. Because if
1: you really think about it,
0: if you really think about it,
1: you're actually driving a car that has two powertrains. So you've got a car that has a battery and an engine. So at some point you're going to have to dispose of both of those things, or recycle them, or maintain them. So in a very weird way, I... I'm part imagine, of the problem. I can, no, I can imagine <laughs> today, when we look back on the Prius as, you know, not as environmentally green as maybe it thinks as it is. As we thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, a 1992 Geo Metro gets better mileage than the Prius. Yeah. You know? So, but, and that's not an attack. I love, you know, I mean, I love Toyotas. They're great cars. But I just think, I just feel like people should buy the cars they, they love. Right. You should love your car. You should love your car. Well, you know, because somebody loved it designing it.
0: You know? Yeah. So, but... <laughs> are there cars that come out and you look at them and go, who said yes to that? Oh, like, all the time. It, it's that, like the really boxy ones, I don't really get those. Okay. Although some people like them, but... Yeah. The, the ones that are really boxy, I don't even know what they're called. Or like the, the Kia Soul or yes. the Nissan Cube.
1: Well, you know, I have a I have a personal, it's a personal preference, right? So I kind of, I, I mean, I really do like the Kia Soul. I think it's yeah. a very, I like that it's very pure. Yeah. And, um... It, it's polarizing, so that that's good. That's so, cool. You, you know, it's taking a chance. The, the worst thing is maybe you have a car where everybody's just kind of like, eh, right, right, and then it's like nothing happens. So I like the Kia Soul because it's polarizing. I also like it for my personal design aesthetic. I and I think it's cute and pure and, and honest. Um, but yeah, I think um, I love you know, what I love the emotional words you attach to these designs. Well, they, yeah, and they, they are emotional, you know. Of course, somebody designed it felt emotional, about it. but the, the cars that I don't understand, you know, are the ones that they come out and you're just like. It just looks so random or like they weren't trying to do anything but uh, garner more market share. You know, and they're, you know, I can think of a whole host of, you know, kind of mid-level beige sedans that just don't, they don't really say anything. And they don't offend anybody and they don't excite anybody. And it's a great formula. You need those cars to keep the company afloat. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, but do you have to do it that? Yeah. Boring?
0: (laughs) Now, if you're in another town and you rent a car yeah. just for a day or two, yeah. do you always try to get something yes. outrageous and different? Oh, my God. I feel so sorry for my partner because we rented a car together
1: and we were at the car dealership. I mean, sorry. We were at the rental place for, I think, an hour and a half picking the car. Okay. Now, granted, we were going to drive cross country in this thing. Right. I remember I the pictures. To, yes. We wanted to try them all out. And, which one did you end up uh, getting? Believe it or not, we took a Buick LaCrosse, which is not the thing you would think we would take. But right. it was... Um, I love the, the styling and the proportion. And it was like for that trip, route 66, Americana, Grand Cross Country. It's pretty much the perfect
0: car. Um, I and know, also, your partner's a photographer, so you wanted one that would look cool in pictures. Absolutely, that's why we took so long. I was like, okay, right. shoot it and see what it looks so like. So it wasn't just you that had an opinion; he, he had, had an opinion he, too. He
1: did. Well, also, you know, I may have gotten the Mini Cooper if he wasn't six foot three, but but right. for the both of us, uh, that was the that was the choice. It was right one. But yeah, I always try to, you know, I think as a car designer, you, you like if they just hand you the keys and you're like,
0: oh, take but. that white one over that anonymous white one, that row after row, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and and the funny thing is, is they'll be like, well, it's in a higher class. And I will be, and I might be like, well, yeah, but, um, you know, I don't know. The Kia Forte is a better design, even though it's lower class. I, I'll, I'll pay the extra money and get the Kia Forte rather than the, the, I don't know, Corolla.
0: Now, when you first decided to go freelance, was there a period of time when you're like, can I make this work? Am I going to get enough work? Am I going gonna... mean, to... I think you never stop thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I am... Um,
1: Um, I think it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, doing trapeze without a net. Right. Right. Um, I, you know, it starts, you, well, first of all, I, I, I had to make some very significant changes in my life. I got rid of my mortgage and my house and student loans and I just, I paid, I didn't, I, when I left, I had zero debt and I just, I, I've never had any debt ever since then. So that gives me that, what I sort of traded in, I feel like was, uh, the perceived, success right for better sleep at night
0: you traded stuff for freedom
1: yeah just oh my god that's so well put Right, that's really well put. I traded stuff for freedom, and I mean, I had stuff. I had a Delorean for crying out loud—that was my driver. You had that a Delorean, was my
0: daily driver. But I, you drove a Delorean to like yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. yeah well, was it cool when the roof came up? <laughs> well, it sucks at Starbucks because yeah. you're going through the drive-through and you, you you
1: can't get any through. You know, the window doesn't open. Delorean—it's just a little tiny like toll booth window. Oh, so you shit. can't get like. You have to that's open a not hole. a bad
0: idea. No wonder it didn't do well. <laughs> yeah, right. What was cool about having it, apart um, from the novelty of it?
1: The that car. Um, you have to see it in person to fall in love with it. It's, it's very uh, conservative styling. It's just very straight lines, but it's the proportions. It's so low to the ground and it's so small and it's so, um, sheer in person that you, when you see it for me, my heart skips a beat still to this day. I mean, when I walk up to it, it just kind of, <sighs> I'm in love with this thing, but it's not a great performer. It's not a fast car. It's, it's not a particularly likable car in terms of the way it behaves, Uh, But it was just the way it looked, you know?
0: And you had to have conversations with people about it who wanted to talk about it, which I imagine was almost always fun and then sometimes not. Uh, There's always five
1: questions. Um, And they're always something like, you know... You know, I mean, you can answer them without even getting the, co- you always have them prepared in your mind. And it's like, you know, yes, John DeLorean was acquitted. Um, no, there's no uh, flux capacitor. Uh, no, it doesn't go back in time. Yeah. Uh, the co- there is no cocaine in the trunk. And those, yeah. <laughs> you know, always have those questions. Yeah. But I didn't care. You know, it's, a, it's another one of those cars that make people smile. Yeah. Nobody sees a DeLorean and doesn't smile.
0: You know? My friend Brett has a uh, AMC Pacer. Mm. You've seen it. I love Elroy. Yeah. And he let us use it for our short film. And I I noticed when I was driving it for that and also when we've gone places in it, people smile, they talk, they light up, and, and it it feels good. It's like they're yeah. like they give you a smile from and they want to know and like it's just this it's the dude, it brings car. joy
1: it, to people. It makes you want to take a holiday. It does it really, it's the perfect Thank car you for, for that No, but it's the perfect car for yeah. your movie. It really was. Yeah. Um that's another one of those cars that um you know people will always say this, Ugh. The AMC Pacer. But they all know it. Right. And they all assign it to that era. And and we remember and it. And we remember How you, many... Ch- we don't remember that many cars. From, we don't remember that many cars. And no. you smile when you talk about it. Yes. Watch when somebody talks about the Pacer. They'll go, ugh, the Pacer. And then they'll tell a story and smile. Yeah. And so in that way, like, I love that car. Also, right. it's just kind of like... That proportions were so wacky with the big glass and the low body, and I mean, it had the worst advertising campaign ever when it came out. It it was it was billed as the car that could swallow the Nova, the car at the
0: time. The, the Nova was the one that was always given away on the prizes ride, right. yeah, always, exactly, and yeah. it was always two thousand dollars and yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. I had an AMC Hornet. That was oh. my first car, and it was like my parents got it at some <laughs> government auction. Oh my god! And it would flood out every time it went through any kind of puddle. Right. But, but it was mine. You it was know? yours. The AMC
1: Hornet is, you know, they basically made one car forever. That that became the Gremlin. Yeah. Um. It just they just cut. The what back was off. your first car that was like your car? Uh, well, wait, wait, wait! I want to hear more about the Hornet. Um, well, uh, what, what
0: happened to it? I ended up, I ended up getting another car that my parents bought through some auction, so I was able to. Pass the hornet off to somebody. Oh, did you get okay. but my my college roommates used to call it the bitch. The bitch. Okay. Yeah. I, I had a friend
1: in high school. If I remember, called it the horny hornet. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, my first car. Um, well, let's see. My my, my 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 first car was probably a Beetle. I was twelve, and um, I remember that I saved up two hundred and fifty dollars in picking up rocks in our backyard. I grew up in Arizona. I, hope like I did back. too.
0: Where did you grow up? In Phoenix. I grew up in northern Arizona, and we used to sell petrified wood at my family's <laughs> gas stations, and I would split it with my mother.
1: You grew up in Arizona, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't understand. know that about you. Yeah. See? So, okay. desert landscaping, we had yeah. rocks in our yard. My dad would pay me a nickel, a rock, to pick up all these rocks, and I somehow accumulated 250 bucks. And um, I bought a car. I bought this Beetle before you could even drive or had a license. No, I wasn't allowed to drive it, but I did drive it. I mean, it's Arizona. Who cares, yeah, right?
0: I drew exactly. A, I, it's a you know, it's, it's a renegade. It's we're a just re- a we're just a state full of renegades. Certainly, when we grew did up. Did you just was. draw my hornet? I did. Yeah, uh, it's a, so cute. It was cop like brown, copper colored. It was not sexy, <laughs> but in a way, it was. So when uh. you had the car, and then you. You had it at 12. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, you know, my, um, yeah,
1: it was wonderful. I mean, these are the wonderful things about my dad. We, we restored the car together and worked on it and stuff like that. So cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Now here's a question you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but sex and cars. Yes. All the time. Fun. Good. Does Um, it matter? Does it have anything to do with your design thing or is it just something? I mean, you just need a bench seat. That's, right. that's the other but, but the idea of it, yeah. it sort of like appeals to a lot of parts of your personality. Well,
1: you think about this, you're, you're in a confined space, right? Right. You're, you're touching, right? That's the first right. thing. Your shoulders are touching, right? So you've already broken that. Right. Part. It's like L and L, you know, the way I look at it is like, um, New Yorkers, uh, travel and commute vertically. Right. And Angelinos or West Coasters, we travel and commute horizontally. That's but true. regardless of where you are, whether it's an elevator car or a road car, you're compressed in a very unnatural space. And, you know, because we're social beings and we like each other, if the person is attractive, things are about to happen. I bet you New Yorkers have as much sex in elevators as we do in, in, in cars if they could stay in them long enough.
0: <laughs> right. They would do it. Yeah. I think I've seen films where that happens. Yeah. Now, um, when you were growing up, where was the place that people went in their cars to make out? Um Oh, god. Ours was called the X, and it was like these dirt roads up in the northern part of my little town.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, oh, or well. else
0: out by the radio station. Yeah, I think
1: by like Camel, uh, like Camelback Mountain. And of course. Scottsdale,
0: there's like a, you know, like, I don't know what, there's little
1: tiny peaks there you can yeah. drive up to. Um, you know, <laughs> our car. the cars I always had in high school were so crappy. I'm trying to think, it was wherever it broke down. <laughs> right, whatever. So, as, long as, we're, as long as
0: we're waiting for AAA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might you, as well yeah, hang out. Yeah. Might as well hang out. Yeah. Now, what do you think about people who judge people by the expense of their car or that sort of L.A. thing? Is that something you notice or have any opinion about? Or Well, I mean, I think it's it's a fact of
1: life. I mean, right. we, we, we design for that, you know, for people like that. Um, You know, I think, I always feel like they're kind of missing out because, like, if you sort of buck that trend and just buy what you like, then, you know, you're going to be passionate about it. So, like, right. you know, yeah, if your favorite car is a, I don't know, let's say your favorite car is a 1978 Corolla uh, the rear wheel drive one, you know, like, right. That's a great car, you know, like you should be proud of it. So, um, but I do, I mean, I think that it's, it's, it's the thing about a car is it's, it's the statement before you arrive, right? Right. Before you get out, you have said something. Right. So, whereas I love that old Japanese car, um, I will have made a statement that probably I don't have very much money or something like that when I go right. out. You'll be making all these statements without realizing. Yeah, but who cares? So, yes, I mean, I, I understand the importance of If you're going to go to an interview, you want to impress somebody. I mean, trust me. The, my straight friends, uh, but the guy, my straight male friends, they have this so much worse, I think, than we do. Because we all, you know, gay guys, it's a little different. I think we just all drive Jeeps and BMWs and Mini cars right. and stuff. Right, yeah. But, you know... Like I have this good friend, and he, he, you know, he he doesn't have a great car, but he always is pissed because he loses to the guy with the BMW. Because when the chicks walk out of the bar, and that guy with the BMW gets in his car, they're gonna go with him, and he can't compete with that, you know. And so it's a it's a it's a social class statement, you know. That car and might be. Gay
0: men are shallow, but they're not as shallow about cars. <laughs> they're more shallow about youth and bodies and stuff like that. That's interesting. But I don't think they're that. I think you're. I right. don't think they're that shallow about cars. I've never thought about that, but I think you're right. It's about I think hot. We're, it's we're about
1: more. Use. We're more body maintenance. It's about hot. Right. It's if about hot. If he's yeah, hot. I don't care. I about don't the care what the car drives. Right. right? I think it's true. Oh, I think you're right. It's so true. Anyway, maybe that's why I have the freedom to like the cars I like. <laughs>
0: I love it. What have you? Have any people come out of the woodwork from your past that's seen you on the show? By the way, I meant that as because I'm gay, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, yes. Oh my god, that's the weirdest thing
1: about being on TV is people come out of the woodwork that you knew for ten minutes. Like it's so strange. And I, I mean, I, that's not a negative. I think it's very nice to reconnect with people. But I'm surprised. You no, know, I. I've been, you know, I'm just thinking about. You know, I, I lived in Ohio for a couple, for a few months, and I was just surprised at all the people that came. I haven't. Talked to, you know, that was 1988. Right. <laughs> Talked to any of them. So then, I'm very grateful. It was nice to hear from them. But I was like, wow, it, it took being on a television to, to reach out to me? Okay. All right. Whatever.
0: But yeah, it's funny. Here's another thing about the show. When everyone, whenever the team designer makes this expl- explanation about the car, this yeah. is this sh- whatever yeah. the thing, they're really polished and good. Did you guys kind of work on those? You um, are not winging it. If they're thoughtful and they have ideas in them. How much, how much? Practice goes into those moments. Well,
1: I think you get, well, first of all, you're very, let's put it this way. There's not like there's a script writer or anything. Yeah, no, you
0: guys have to come up with it. We just do it. But you put thought into it. You do. You do.
1: And because you also have spent, you know, a a very, uh, at least a fair amount of time thinking about what you're doing that you know what it is. And, um, yeah, and there's some magic of editing. Um, yeah. You know, they might make you do it a couple times and take the best parts of it. Yeah. But for the most part, you are just saying what you, you're you passionate about. And the truth of the matter is you're really just talking about yourself, really. You're talking about something that you love and that yeah. you did. So it's not that hard. Personally, I don't find it that hard. Some are better than others.
0: But it seems like the show wants you guys to shine in that moment. They're not out to make you look like... Uh... You know, they're not going to take your worst takes on that. Well, it seems like they want you to sell yes. the car in an effective way.
1: Well, and that, was, that was the selling point of the show is when they told me that. And it is true. They were like, we are not here to make a fool out of these very talented people. We're going to take the best talent and we're going to really showcase you in the best light we can. Now, if I make a fool of myself and do something stupid, they're going to show it. But, right. but you have to laugh at yourself. Like, I right. mean, if I walked into a door and they showed that every week, I would be posting a gif of that every right. week because that's funny stuff. You know, I think you have to, have, you have to be able to laugh
0: at yourself. Right. And
1: I think that the show laughs in good heartedness at it.
0: Yeah. And you you've been having viewing parties, so you're watching it for the first time in mm-hmm. front of a room full of people. Yes. What's that like? It's strange. It's very strange to see
1: yourself on TV because, you know, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination familiar with being, you know, on television. I mean, I have done interviews, but I've never been... A, TV personality before, if you will, and I know at the end of the summer, I probably won't be anymore. But, uh, for this very condensed, dense period of time, I am. And it's very strange to see yourself on TV, because you do, you learn, oh, okay, you, you, it just really takes the veil off of how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that's funny, to see yourself in that way. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it's fun. It's funny to laugh at yourself, yeah. because I'm, you know, I'm kind of a goofball, and so it's I, I love it. We yell at the TV, and You know, the one guy on the show that everybody loves to hate, Chain, he's so talented and he, you know, he's so good spirited about it. He has, you know, I, you know, he has to like, I mean, I think I'm going to make him buy shots for everybody every time he pisses somebody off. Does he watch with you at the bar? Yeah, he's always there. Oh, we have a blast. I want to come to one of these events. I I, I, I have to. Right. It's really fun.
0: Okay, this is my last question. Mm. If a phone, if you could get a phone call tomorrow, either based on the show or just randomly about your talent or whatever, saying, would you like to what? What I'd would lo- it be? I'd love to host a designer travel show. Uh, I would love to host
1: like a like a really great design show where I discover and showcase really cool stuff that no one's ever seen before. That's a dream. It could be like a travel show where they send me into some country with no money and I have to just find stuff that's cool and just me and a cameraman. That would be like the dream project. Something like a design host show
0: where you would showcase other people, other people. Yeah,
1: and what yeah. Doing. I'm all about you know I. I I'm very grateful for the career I have. I hope I keep getting to design more and more. I want to do more design. But uh, I'm at this period of my
0: career where I definitely want to showcase other people. I love it. Yeah. You have a very generous spirit. It comes through on the show. You're very talented. You do, too. You're a sweet person. Right but I ahead. knew that the second I met you. And I met you because you were kind of seeing a friend of mine. But it, I think yeah. it wasn't quite on yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember looking at him across the table and I'm like, Yes. I was like, I don't know if I get a vote in this. I don't know if I have to walk to a ballot box and write something on a paper. I am like, are you fucking? Yes. You oh, wait. <laughs> jump on it. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, I, well, you know what?
1: I'm very, I'm
0: lucky to have you yeah. as a friend, and I'm yeah. definitely
1: lucky to have him as a boyfriend. So. He's awesome. He's
0: awesome. So um, if you want to learn more about Brian's work, check out Brian Thompson Design. Watch him on Motor City Masters on True T V. It's really a fun show to watch. You learn a lot. It's suspenseful. It's different, and it's new, and you can always binge and catch up. And um, anything else you need to say about how people can find you or anything like that? No,
1: yeah, just uh, thanks for watching. Uh, yeah. Most stuff is, you know, I mean, I don't know. If People use Twitter as much as I think, but it's just Brian S. Thompson, Brian with a Y. Twitter and Facebook.
0: There you go. All right. As far as me, uh, I just got this podcast available on Stitcher Radio. So if you listen to Stitcher, I'm there. Um, If you want to email me, it's Dennis Anyone. Oops, Uh, that's not the address. Yeah, it is Dennis Anyone Podcast at Gmail dot com. And also, if you would like to write a review for me on iTunes, that really helps because I'm trying to grow this thing and um, make it a part of kind of a job. Because apparently you need a job in the world. (laughs) I found that out the hard way. sucks, right? By not having one. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, thanks for listening. And, Brian, thank you again. And um, we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. Bye.